Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. And we begin this afternoon with rapper Travis Scott and word that the NYPD is looking for him for questioning after a guy claims Scott punched him in the face at a club in Manhattan this morning. The sound engineer at a place called Nebula in Midtown says he was in a shouting match with Scott and it escalated into a dust-up about 2 in the morning. The 52-year-old victim says the 31-year-old Scott punched him in the face, caused about $12,000 worth of damage to some of his equipment. Guy didn't suffer any visible injuries and refused medical attention. Police say Scott took off in a car. Cops didn't name Travis Scott, but the victim says it was him. 1010 Wins has reached out to Scott's publicist, his agent, his manager, as well as the folks at Club Nebula. So far, crickets. Sources telling 1010 Wins Scott could be hit with misdemeanor assault and criminal mischief charges. Downtown, the New York City Council held its first ever oversight hearing on the NYPD Strategic Response Group. But before the thing could even get underway, advocates and the New York Civil Liberties Union staged a rally out front demanding transparency and accountability from the unit. To be blunt, they say the unit is violent, overfunded, unaccountable, and abuses protesters. Several council members were offended that no one from the NYPD attended to answer questions. And some are on board saying the SRG unit should be disbanded. Public advocate Jumani Williams. From the many protests I've seen, I've seen crowds police themselves if they're given a chance uh, and do so quite effectively. Queens Council member Joanne Ariola was booed when she countered, saying the special unit augments crime fighting. We cannot lessen the amount of officers we have deployed to any one precinct because they are seeing more crime. The CCRB substantiated 88 incidents of misconduct after hundreds of complaints following Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. And speaking of the 2020 protests, separately, the city has agreed to pay $21,500 to each of the demonstrators who were penned in, they say, by police up in the Bronx during that racial justice protest. We're talking about 300 people who say they were charged at or beaten with batons. It could end up costing the city somewhere between four and six mil. Ali Frick is a civil rights lawyer who represents the plaintiffs. This will provide one measure of accountability for the wrongs that that happened throughout that summer, and particularly at this protest in Mott Haven. Um, but, you know, none of us fools ourselves into believing that this is a silver bullet. Yeah, she says there's more work that needs to be done. The 300 were arrested on June 4, 2020, during those protests against the killing of George Floyd. Now, the city of New York says it has come up with a way to make the BQE more neighborhood friendly. How about cover it up? or at least part of it. Three new proposals would cover the central BQE from Sand Street to Atlantic Avenue, the part the city controls. The triple cantilever built in the 50s in disrepair. Many in Brooklyn Heights unhappy with previous proposals. We do appreciate the work that the city has done so far. 
Laura Bernbach is the executive director of the Brooklyn Heights Association, one of many civic groups involved in public meetings where the Department of Transportation says it listened to feedback. Bernbach says, however, there are still many questions, including how the DOT will reduce traffic. One thing that we um, still really need to understand more about is how these various proposals will reduce air and noise pollution, reduce emissions. Samantha Liepman, 1010 Winds on 92.3 FM in Brooklyn Heights. On Long Island, a perfect ending involving a car and what started out as a terrible accident. Listen to this. When Gia Savoki, owner of Thinking K9 here in Northport, was T-boned and her rare Volkswagen was totaled two years ago, she was very upset. And I was planning on having my car forever. But now that she found out what happened to the car, she realizes it was meant to be. I left my information in the glove box in case they wanted to contact me and ask me questions. And remarkably, she got a response recently from a man who was from Ukraine and bought the car online and had it shipped. He received the car right before the war began. He has a family, two children, a wife, and he's a mechanic. Perfectly restored it. The day after it was fixed and ready to go on the road, he used it to flee with his family to the Czech Republic. And he was just letting me know that my car um, saved his family's life. Hearing the story, I was like, oh, it's totally worth it. I'm happy my car <laughs> got totaled. Sophia Hall, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Northport, Long Island. Isn't that something? Who would have thunk it? I tell you what. I didn't even know that they got. Lori and I were talking. Didn't even know you could ship a car over to Ukraine particularly at that time. Four New York City ambulance workers have reached a settlement in their free speech lawsuit against the city. The workers sued, saying they were unfairly punished for giving interviews to reporters in the early days of the pandemic about their work fighting COVID on the front lines. Under the settlement, each of the four will receive about $30,000 in damages and uh, have the discipline removed from their records. There's been no comment from the FDNY. Well, if your shuttle bus was late this morning out at Kennedy Airport, this might be why some guy was driving it. A man under arrest for allegedly stealing a bus from an airport parking lot. It was about 1.30 this morning, lot 12 at JFK, the American Airlines bus running unoccupied and then gone. A 43-year-old man from Brooklyn jumping behind the wheel and taking off, traveling 15 miles on this joy ride before being stopped at Cabin Plaza West and taken into custody. Benty's a cab driver in the area. Do you ever would you ever leave your car running and leave it unoccupied? No, I would never do that. What are you what's your, what, what's your procedure? I always have my keys, like I always shut my car off when, I don't, when I'm not in it. You know, I would never leave my car running. Especially in New York right now, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't leave it running in New York. Yeah. No injuries, no damage to the bus, but the question, why did this guy do this? Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins, 92.3 FM, Cabin Plaza West. Somebody said because he thought he was Keanu Reeves in that movie there with Sandra Bullock. Anyway, the water's running again after Monday's huge water main break over in Hoboken, but don't go making any Kool-Aid just yet. Nobody. A boil water advisory has been put in place for Hoboken residents until further notice while testing on the water continues. Hoboken officials say a PSE and G contractor accidentally hit the thing. Said, dude, you had one job. He caused the break, which along with shutting down water service, also shut down schools, businesses, and at least one hospital. PSE&G says no, no, that water main was mismarked, leading to the accident. They're going at it, whatever. And, of course, a lot of anxious people out there right now over this SNAP situation. Some folks may soon be worrying about where their next meal is coming from. 
This is the follow-up. The extra SNAP benefits end today for millions of Americans. We've been telling you about it. The program started in the early days of the pandemic with millions of folks in low-income families in 32 states taking part, including here in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. It's estimated that the program kept more than 4 million Americans out of poverty. Well, Leslie Gordon, the president and CEO of Food Bank for New York City, telling CBS News that with continued inflation and high food prices, she expects to see even more visiting food pantries. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.